The Office. A podcast where two middle-aged friends need to talk about The Office. We're not actually middle-aged, but our friendship is. We're really young. <laughs> We're youths. Yeah. I'm not even out of high school yet. You? <laughs> Same. Okay, cool. Um, so, hey, Did you have the notes for bio? Uh, Biohazard? No, bi- biochemistry, the class we take in high school. Oh, right. Or biology, right. that's more realistic. All I have is um, notes on season three, episode four of the off five. Okay, well, what do they say? Um, a lot of things, but at the top it says the initiation. Oh, okay. And this came out on date 19, 2006. Man, I didn't look up the months. Oh, uh, October. I think we decided. October 19th, 2006. Oh, Halloween's getting closer. Nice. Yeah. What were you for Halloween in 2006? Let's see. That was 13 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Well, I was probably a fisherwoman. Oh, How, what's that look like? Well, a lot of people thought that I was a boy because I had really short hair. Oh. And I was dressed as a, apparently... A fisher man? Yeah, apparently. Fisher of men? Yeah. Hmm. So. I was probably a cowboy. Did people think you were a cowgirl? No, I was dressed like a cow, but with jeans on. I had a full body <laughs> cow costume. And so I wore jeans and I wore a cowboy hat too. Did you get your jeans dry cleaned before? Yeah, with a pleat. <laughs> I was a cow for like four years in a row, so I'm pretty sure that's what I was. A holy cow is what you should be. It had like really realistic udders on the front. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I've seen it on I got Amazon it from, suggested. I got it from Buffalo Exchange and just kept wearing it. And I remember the first time I wore it was in 2005 when I was a freshman in college. Sorry, I'm not in high school. And I was dressed up like a cow walking around. And that's when I realized that most college kids don't dress up. Oh, that's sad. So I just acted like I wasn't dressed up weird. That happened to me in no. high school and on pajama day. Nobody participated in it except for me. And it happened to it Pam. Really awkward. And New York's branch of Dunder Mifflin. Oh, that's right. Oh. We're not so different, the three of us. Yeah, true. Anyway, this is a f- segment called Wikipedia is the Best Thing Ever, where I read the description of this episode from Wikipedia. Okay, great. Which is the best thing ever. Because it's anyone can edit it. Yeah. And I would put it out to our listeners, if you edit one of the episode descriptions before we get there, we'll read your words. Exactly. Have I said that before? No, but it's a good bet. Yeah. Or if you want to just send us your own description because you've like checked ahead and you think the description on Wikipedia is not good, you can send us your own description and we'll read that instead. That's a great idea. As long as it's good and it says Pam Beasley. You know what that would be kind of like? If Wikipedia. We, we weren't so lazy and just wrote our descriptions of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're just making the listeners do it. Well, we're still lazy, so, so that's there the problem. You go. In the episode, Ryan Howard is taken by Dwight Schrute on what he believes is a sales call, but instead is brought to Dwight's beet farm for an initiation, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. initiations in quotes. Pam Beasley is supposed to keep track of Michael Scott's productivity, but Michael spends his day waiting in line for a pretzel. That's right. It's pretzel day. Jim Halpert steals Karen Filippelli's chair and foils her attempts to get it back. Pretzel day. Pretzel day. Okay. Squeaky chair day. How do you think about that description? It was good. So there's like three plots going on. Okay. Pretzel. Pretzel day. Chair. Beat and chair. Yep. Pretzel, beat, and chair. And let's go into Great Scott Productions and Trivia so that I can mention this. This episode was written by BJ Novak. Oh, okay. He writes himself some 
meaty rolls. Yeah, he does. Now um, I'm hungry. <laughs> for a meaty roll? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Well, or beets. Which one? Was, or pretzels. I don't care for beets. I love beets. Oh. <laughs> also, this episode was directed by Randall Einhorn. Do you recognize that name? Oh, I thought you were talking about Holiday Reinhorn. Rainhorn. Actually, it's illegal to poach Reinhorns these days. <laughs> Holiday Rainhorn. What's a Rainhorn? Isn't that um, Rain Wilson's wife? Oh. Like a wine cost. A what? A wine cost. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I've never heard that word before. It's a wine cost. Cost? Yeah. What's cost? <laughs> never mind. Um, so Randall Einhorn directed all 10 webisodes of the spinoff miniseries, The Accountants. Oh, okay. Should we cover that? The um, web web series? Yeah. The, I don't think I've ever seen it. The webisodes? I don't think I've seen it. Is this about like the accountants in the office? Yeah, it's like they would film these little, they would release these little mini episodes, mini-sodes oh. on NBC.com without the main cast. Oh, with just Oscar, Angela, and Kevin? Yeah, I mean, they did a few, but yeah, that one was oh, like okay. one of the most revered. So we could watch that and release them as... A bonus episode. Yeah, let's do that. Or we could That's release really a, cool. a series of mini-sodes. Okay, I'm down. Directed by Randall Einhorn. Okay, got it. I like it. I mean, we could even throw a wine cost in there. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hesitantly say sure, even though I don't know what that is. Uh, you're not really taking the bait on that one. <laughs> okay. I'm skeptical. Let's do some trivia. Okay, yeah, sure. Do you have any trivia? Um, no. So Michael Shore. Okay, yeah. Plays Who Moe's. is Moe's, yeah. Yeah, and he's also the creator of Parks and Rec, and I think he's related with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Definitely The Good Place. Anyway, mm-hmm. he plays the cousin Moe's, and he actually grew his beard, his neck beard, for three months. <laughs> he didn't use a fake beard. Oh, wow. That's uh, a pretty nice, thick neck beard yeah it's great i used to have a neck beard really yeah it was the oddies <laughs> and he also wore wool clothes which was uncomfortable given the high temperatures outside although i've always heard that wool is quite cool really in in the it's warm in the winter but cool in the summer itchy though very itchy and, and then duct tape on the front of the wool shirt that says fear fear yeah so you can fight him mm-hmm Mose was based on an actual participant in the UPN reality show Amish in the City. Oh. I feel like we said that before. I'm reacting like I've never heard it before. Yeah, you are. It's true. So maybe I haven't, but maybe I have. Amish in the City. Hmm. Yeah. It was maybe a spinoff of do, Sex in the City. Should we do a mini um, series on that too? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Where we cover the entire series, however <laughs> many episodes it was, in five minutes. <laughs> I'm sure we can wrap it up real quick. Okay, but we have a ton of references in this episode. A ton. In our segment called Kevin's Chilies. That's correct. You want to start? The first one is the Cosby impression, oh. which now has a different meaning yeah. than in 2006. They didn't know that. No, they didn't. But, you know, still hurts. What else do we have? Oh, the song... Love me, love me, say that you love me, fool me, fool me. Who is that by? The Cardigans. Okay. Whatever happened to them? They're still together. 
Okay. <laughs> they're a Swedish band. It looks like they were on hiatus for a long time, but now they're back together. Nice. I thought they were the pullovers. <laughs> they're cardigans. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> and that song's called Love Fool. In parentheses, say that you love me. Because that was really 90s. You got to like have a name and then you have in parentheses what the actual the next chorus is. lyric, yeah. So, you know, some songs don't have that. So like, if they had had that before, it would be like Baba O'Reilly, parentheses, Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. So people wouldn't get confused. Yeah. Uh, it was also in the movie Romeo Plus, made out of guns, Juliet. Oh, yeah. The Leo. I feel like we talk about this movie almost every episode of The Off Five. Every single one. It's a great movie I haven't try- seen. <laughs> try to incorporate that into every conversation that I have. Well, I know Kelly anyone. is a fan. True. And Cruel Intentions. Do you know anything about that movie? Yeah. Is that Catherine Zeta-Jones? I don't know. Okay. But apparently the intentions were bad. Yes. There's lots of songs in this episode, though. Um, yeah, so there's one when Dwight is um, in the car with Ryan on the way to the beet farm. Yep, it's what is that one? Alternative metal song that came out in 1993 called River Runs Red by Life of Agony. <laughs> oh, my what happened goodness. to those guys? <laughs> River Runs Red in parentheses because of blood. Yep, <laughs> it's heavily implied. And there's another song called Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, I don't know. Terrible. Well, after um, Rock and Roll Part 1, yeah. he kind of went off the deep end. I really like that song. It's a jock jam, but it came out in 1972. Oh. But Gary Glitter, not so, not so great of a life lately. He was arrested for having like thousands of child pornography images on his oh, computer no. when he brought it in well i mean they weren't all on there but but it was investigated because he brought it in for repairs and they found it oh no like gary but then he fled and he lived in a bunch of different countries having to flee like whenever like he went and like lived with some girl in cuba and then they started cracking down on sex tourism so he had to leave and then and then he's like had multiple things with underage people and Bad, uh, bad with guy. A, with a name like Gary Glitter, I expected he was him... doomed from the beginning. Oh, I thought... You thought it was going to be the opposite. He was a glam hero. <laughs> glam hero. Like, like David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, anyway. Poor Gary. My old band used to cover Rock and Roll Part 2. Oh, really? The Canyonlands? Dunna. That was a different band, but... Oh. It's a good song. I like Michael's dance moves to it on the desk. When he walks up with one... Dun, dun, one knee... Hey, Kevin says it like out of the corner of his mouth, like he like he's throwing his voice. Like he took a course in the back of Boys Life magazine. Her, like or maybe he's a ventriloquist. And then there's another song, "Oh Fortuna" by Carl Orff, and maybe performed by the Boston Pops Orchestra. And that's the song that Dwight cues up on the CD player before. Uh, Ryan's supposed to fight fear, which is actually Moe's. Yeah, which goes like this. Uh, I don't. I can't do dun, it. Dun dun dun. No. Uh, <laughs> dun 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 dun. Oh yeah. Dun 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 dun. It's a big crescendo. Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 you know that. Thank one. you. Thank you. Kind of reminds me of a fight song from Phantom Menace. Yeah. That's an older song. 
exactly what you said. There's so many other references, though. Do you have any others? Um, deal or no deal? Let's make a deal. Oh. You've got a deal. Wow. And then um, Sandra Bullock. Oh, and he says, so what is the deal? Which, to me, sounds like Robin Williams doing a gay guy. Yeah, I know. I didn't get that last reference. I got deal or no deal, and then let's make a deal. Yeah. But so, so what is the deal? What is the deal? <laughs> Like, yeah, like a '90s. That's just like stereotypical gay voice. Or maybe it's just uh, um, Michael Scott on Sugar. Not sure. Okay, yeah. very Hard similar. To know. <laughs> very similar. There's some movies. Um, twenty eight days. Twenty eight days later. Don't get them confused. Yeah, and Blockbuster. Blockbuster, which is kind of a throwback. R.I.P. Blockbuster. And apparently, they didn't have um, photos on the front of the DVD cases. They didn't. They're just white ones, like printed Blockbuster. Because then Blockbuster I... would hoard all of those real labels. Oh. And, then, and then just like uh, the, whoever the manager of that local chain was would just like go and, and take off all of his or her or her clothes <laughs> and roll around in all the DVD labels after that's, hours. That's why Blockbuster didn't make it. Yeah. Big hot tub or swimming pool depending on the size of that chain and would just dive in like scrooge mcduck <laughs> and go ha ha and then rub rub them on his or her nipples <laughs> so <laughs> oh, no. so that's how pam got her dvds mixed up 28 days and that's the cost of seven dresses cost of living <laughs> the cost of living Wait, in, what is in the 90s question or early 2000s yeah what is the dharma initiative um, I don't know. It's the Department of Heuristics and Research on Material Applications, and it is a fictional research project featured in the television series Lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So that's that's a, a good question to ask, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> what is the Tarmanish? All those questions are really good questions, though. Yeah. What is all the answers are bad though? <laughs> I know, but like also kind of a version of um of Ryan's. Yeah, I mean it's tough criteria. You know, you have to get it spot on. You can't just say uh, why did what was the real cause of um Robert Mifflin's suicide? It wasn't because of depression. It was because he hated himself. <laughs> Wrong. He hated himself. Nothing. Also, would have accepted snakes. Flash floods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then yeah. It's it's kind of like he thinks he's gonna be asking business questions, but it's just it's just off in left field Dwight Land. Yeah. But that is the funniest one. And it's actually one of my finer things is the let's let's do that segment. Okay. <laughs> the what's Michael Scott's greatest fear? Ryan lists a couple things and he says he's not scared of anything. I would have also accepted snakes. <laughs> Loneliness, maybe women. Yeah. Yeah. Which are good thoughtful answers. That's true. I think he really went to Michael's core. With the loneliness, yeah. You know what Michael has is desperation. That's very true. I was thinking, that's not a good look. No, it's not, especially in a condo. Yeah. I was thinking that about Mark Marin. Mm. Everything he says has just got this air of desperation. It's not that he's like the worst person. He he likes to say he's neurotic, but it's it's not really that. It's just... Every time he talks, all I get is desperation. I was never a fan. I think I always just 
tune out whenever he's talking. I'm not a fan of him, but he gets like hour and a half long interviews with some interesting people. He does. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Even Ira Glass. Yeah. And a lot of those people never do long interviews like that. Like, yeah. Like guys from the Rolling never... Stones or Seth MacFarlane or something like that. It's like really yeah. cool. Um, Finer things. Another thing I really like, just how there's two unlikely pairs in this episode. Um, hmm. Stanley and Michael. Yeah. And Ryan and Dwight. And they're just um, pairs that you don't really get to see interact that much. And so it's really cool to see them. That's together. true. And I guess Kelly is kind of there as the squeaky third wheel mm-hmm. in the pretzel line. Mm-hmm. True. Um, what else did you like? Finer thing. Uh, well, one thing, and I couldn't remember when this changed at the time. I know I mentioned it once before, but I'm really glad this episode, because it ends, as it doesn't say in there, it ends with a quite a long conversation between Jim and Pam for the first time this season. And even though it goes to a quote from Stanley to lighten the mood at the end, it's not like a huge slapstick thing or something. And I'm just so glad it goes to black after that with no theme. Yeah. I, I was really going to cringe. I, I think it would have ruined the the moment. And, and the Stanley one really doesn't, actually. No, it doesn't. Because I think because Stanley's comment is kind of hopeful. Because he's like 364 mm. more days until Pretzel Day. Um, Even though, question, do they just have the same date every year <laughs> for Pretzel Day? Good point. Or is it just sometime in... October or November or whenever this is happening. I don't know. Um, but yeah, his comment isn't very... It doesn't ruin the mood. It kind of continues it. You know, if I were at work and I could go down there, I would totally go because work mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. But as I get older, when I see things like, oh, they're having free hot dogs or whatever at something, I'm like, I'd rather just go there and pay $2 for a hot dog on a day where I don't have to wait in line for an hour because time is more valuable than money. A lot of times, if they're giving it away, it's probably not very expensive. And I would say that's true for pretzels, you know. That's what I think, too. And I think that vibe is throughout this whole episode. Like, especially um, during pretzel day when you're waiting in line because you can see everyone just yawning. Yeah. And... Also, when Karen and Jim discover that one of the chairs is squeaky, like if that was at your house, you would just like get some WD-40 or like you just sit in another chair. But since they're trapped Mm -hmm. in the office, they have to bear the pain of having a squeaky chair and like try to pawn it off on someone. So it's just like this overwhelming like feeling of being trapped and like wasting time to like get through the day. I guess the thing about a squeaky chair is when you're out in the open air with cubicles, it doesn't really matter who has a squeaky chair because everyone has to hear the squeaky chair. Yeah. Which Karen uses. She weaponizes that squeakiness. But, mm-hmm. you know, I does your chair squeak? No. Good. Does yours? No. But one of them did squeak and I did turn it upside down and use WD-40. But it took a few tries to actually find the right place where it oh, was. Because really? there's a lot of, you know, on modern Joints. office chairs. Yeah, there's a lot of different places it could be. Yeah. Not immediately obvious. It's a good point. It's a good idea to weaponize it, though. I think we should definitely do that against North Korea. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. But not Saudi Arabia. Why not? 
We want to sell that type of intelligence. Oh, that's right. We could sell the squeaky chairs to them to use against other countries. That's a great idea. Same with Venezuela. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, why not profit while other Other people kill? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Classic. You wouldn't arrest someone for just delivering drugs from one person to another. Never. My other favorite moment is when... The pretzel guy who seems so excited to help everyone. And see, maybe that's the reason that it's worth it to stand in line. Because on any other day, you're paying $2 for a pretzel. But Mm -hmm. he's not going to be so stoked to tell you all the toppings. And Michael, his face when the pretzel guy is telling him all of his options, 18 different toppings. that, That face is just so full of wonder and possibility that's right he's so excited is there any way yeah and he's happy to do the works too yeah the thing is like he's not just like he's like oh okay the works great yeah he makes it all the time yeah the works you got it we have sweet glaze cinnamon sugar chocolate white chocolate fudge m&ms caramel dip mint chip chocolate chip marshmallows nuts toffee nuts coconut peanut butter drizzle oreos sprinkles cotton candy bits and powdered sugar that was pretty good. I think you need a little practice, though, if you want to be a real pretzel man. Well, I'm well. a long line of pretzel men in my family. <laughs> but that's more because of like, their flexibility rather than them making pretzels. I, th- <laughs> I think that, um, that all those toppings would be really good together, except for the mint. Kind of throws everything off. Mm. You know what I think? What? Well, the peanut butter is good. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think you want all the sweet toppings. You got to have a little salty stuff in exactly, there, Exactly, yeah. So you got to mix in the savory and the sweet. And the marshmallow is not a good idea either. Yeah. And the cotton Gross. candy. Gross. Yeah. Bad Anyway, move. yeah. The works, it seems to be a popular decision, but probably wouldn't be my decision. Yeah. And he says, please tell me you have a sweet pretzel left. Like the, like the pretzels are sweet before he puts... Maybe they are. Maybe there's cinnamon inside. It's like a sweet dough. You can get a, a soft pretzel at Target. Yeah, in the food aff. But they don't have very many toppings. They have only salt. Yeah, salt or a packet of sugar from over there. Or <laughs> I guess you could put some soda on it. Or how about how about if you broke up this straw into small pieces? For a little crunch. Yeah. Um, My sister used to work at the food court in Target. Really? Yeah. She, and now look where she's at. She just got in college. Court. Oh, she's in college now? Yeah. Wow. So, anyway. Paid off. Hey, you know what? What? Do you have another Finer Thing Club? No. I just opened my second drink. Pop. Uh, let me guess what it is. Pop and Tabs. It's an American Pale Ale from Odell's Brewing Company. That's right. It's called Drumroll. What's your second drink? Mine is a Founders All Day IPA. This is from Michigan. I just heard uh, Founders has um, had some sexual harassment complaints. So I bet that makes the hops taste so sweet. (laughs) I thought you were going to say they had one of the top rated IPAs in the country. And I was going to say, that is correct. But you just ruined this all day IPA. Sorry, I just read that. So you're really liking that IPA over there, huh? That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to tell you what our first drinks are because that's not what the segment's called. It's called no, second drink. It's called second drink. And Get why is it called it. second drink? Because Pam likes to wait till the ice melts. But also because it's our second drink. 
Correct. It has dual functions. Just like Kevin's chilies. <laughs> That's right. Um, so our next segment is called... We got to make sure YouTube come down to film this. Yeah. So this is a segment about um, the functionality of the documentary crew, which they had a lot going on in this episode. There's three different plots. Beat, chair, pretzel. Mm, yeah. And so they're all over the place. They had to call everybody in this day. Yeah. Because they knew it was going to get crazy. Yeah, because it's pretzel day. Um, but they, it seems like they always have a documentary, maybe one or two documentarians up in um, Stanford. Yeah. So. I can't believe that those guys are just up there and they're like, I guess we just live now in Stanford or they hired us just for this. But they don't know that the branch is going to close. Yeah. And they they use that shot from the harbor again. Did you notice that? I did. Is that the same exact shot? I think so. So it's the boats, seagulls. And then it zooms in on the window. Yeah. And you assume, okay. It's like Seinfeld. It's <laughs> just going to see someone in the window waving. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Come on in. Well, Didn't I, notice you there. I see the camera guy out there. <laughs> He's out there on the ducks. Hi. What's grab he doing? Me, grab me some nachos while you're down there on the <laughs> yeah. harbor. Um. So what else did you have about this YouTube um, documentary They were segment? doing an interview with Michael in the elevator on their way down to Pretzel Day. Oh. And even though Stanley and Michael hustled out the door at the same time, they're not on the same elevator. So I guess Stanley took the stairs, but it didn't help because they're still right next to each other in line. Interesting. And Kelly's right behind Michael, even though they... Uh, she wasn't running at all. She doesn't even seem to care. And I feel like all those other people must have had a heads up. Or maybe they work on the ground floor. Yeah, or the the floor of the pretzels. Question. What? Have they ever used the PA system for anything ever besides this? Because, I don't know, when they when they announce, like, employees of the office park, That's I've crazy. never noticed the PA system before. Michael Scott, please report to the principal's office. Yeah, it was weird. Why would they even have that? I know. That's what like, I thought. You can't just have like a PA and like speakers and stuff up accidentally. It's just, you know, you have to purposefully hook it up and, and then like maintain it, I guess. I guess for emergencies and for pretzel day. Yeah. Well, pretzel day is kind of an emergency. Yeah. All hands on deck. Nobody else even goes down there. Not even Kev. Well, that was I know. sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I I know why I said it, and it was not appropriate. <laughs> well, I know why you said it. It's because in the deleted scenes, he has a pretzel. That, yeah, that is why. Because <laughs> I remembered that. So I tried why. to save you there. <laughs> Come on. I well, I agreed. <laughs> but who else would enjoy a pretzel? I would think Kelly not. I was just thinking Phyllis, but then I was like, no, I'm not going to say. There that. you go. <laughs> We're both. Not angels today. <laughs> Who else even would though? Hey, I mean, Dwight and Ryan aren't there. Toby would probably try to go down there, but then would trip or like Michael would just smack it out of his hand or something. I don't even think Toby's in this episode. Creed and Meredith might be down, but they're not there either. I guess yeah. it's not important. No, but interesting to bring up. I don't know. Stan, this is Stanley's shining moment. Probably one of his biggest. In the entire series. Like, it's Pretzel Day. Yeah, Pretzel Day is his thing. Yeah. Well, on Pretzel Day, he likes Pretzel Day. He does. He really does. 
feel like they can have pretzel day more often. That's what, well, it wouldn't be a special. That's what I was thinking. It's like you said, you're not going to stand in a line for a pretzel that you could just buy for $2 unless you're at work once a year. How long do you think they were in line? That's what I was wondering, too, because um, he was doing impressions until 10 a.m. Mm. And then he stood in pretzel line. I think Pam's log. So she's logging everything because Jan tells her to keep an eye on Michael. Yeah. And it says around noon he was standing in line. Okay. And if you think maybe he took a two-hour nap. Well, he gets all hyped up first and makes his big sale. Yeah, so... Was... um. I know I read them, but was cocaine one of the toppings on the sweet pretzel? <laughs> I know. That's what it seemed like. It went straight to the brain. What kind of sweet toppings do you have? Cocaine? Meth salt? <laughs> bath salts? <laughs> amphetamine? Uh, macadamia nut? Adderall? All white, natural macadamia nut? Pine nut, which is also the name of a town. Pine nut? Pine nut. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. That sounds better than... All those toppings. True. Especially with cocaine. Yeah. They go great together. Um, so the only other moment I noticed with the documentary crew was in Dwight's car. Oh. And both, I don't know, it would just be weird to have a camera guy in the car. He's just in the back seat. Yeah. And they both turn around and look at him at one point. But I don't know. That just kind of caught my eye. When Dwight runs off leaving Ryan... He also leaves the camera guy. Yeah. Which explains why they just go meet Dwight and he's there. Yeah. Because if the camera guy had been over there, then it would have been like, oh, and now Ryan's finally showing up, which wouldn't have been as good for an episode, but it could have happened, you know. Yeah, if you had stayed in the car or something. Yeah. Was there also a shot where the camera was sitting on the ground, like like the ground was right up in front Yeah. On the farm? Um, possibly. I, th- I think I remember that. Like, it was, like, when he's in the dirt, you know, in the manure, mm-hmm. the, the, the camera's, like, on the ground, so you, like, see the crops, like, kind of out of focus, or the dirt right up in front. Okay, yeah. Kind I of similar right. to uh, last week with the bird box, you know? Yeah, the, oh, that's right. Like, they set the camera down. Maybe, uh, maybe that wasn't super artistic. The guy was just taking a leak. <laughs> <laughs> he's just putting it down You're for like, a second. All the steer- the- right, I don't think they're moving. <laughs> True. Could, it could happen. Was there two? There's only one camera with them. Did they violate that at all? Not that I know of. Probably not. No, I don't think so. Oh. Trying to think of like when he's leaving. Is the camera like whipping back and forth between Dwight and Mose and Ryan leaving? Or? No, it's just that Dwight is speeding away and it's more just on Ryan's face because you. Well, you do see like the dust flying up, but then it yeah. goes back, it pans back to Ryan's face and he's like, Of course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean later when he's like leaving the barn. Oh. It's probably just one camera. Yeah. They're pretty good about that at this point. Yeah. Um, There's one other editing moment too. It's where the Cardigans song, where they're singing mm-hmm. it, and it then it cuts right to Andy. Finishing the song. Finishes the song. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, good point. You know, and like we talked about before, this is one of those times where the camera crews in both Stanford and and uh, Scranton are both filming the people having a phone conversation with each other. Oh, so right. that they're able to edit it together. Uh, which also made me think: 
it's kind of a dick move to stay late for no reason at work when you have to make the camera people stay late too. To yeah, to just film your conversation. I mean, they don't have to stay. They could no. leave, but they'd miss the conversation. So you're like, I'm just going to stay late and talk to Kevin. At this point, I feel that they're really good at ignoring the camera crew. Yeah, they must be because you think about it and Jim and Pam are both there. Everyone's gone. They're having this conversation. They're catching up. And there's just a camera guy in the room with them, too. Yeah, I know. That is really awkward. I mean, I mean they're probably hiding, but... Yeah, there's certain situations where it would be just, like, very apparent that there's someone watching you or filming you. But in other ways, I feel that if you have that all the time, you just don't really notice it, I guess. I don't know. I think they say that for people on reality shows. Like, it doesn't yeah. take too long before you stop noticing it. Yeah. And I mean, with Jim and Pam in their conversation, they're so enthralled. They don't even notice that it that they are saying late. You know, they're how long do you think they were talking? Like an hour? I have no idea. And you know, Dwight and Ryan go to make the sales call before closing time. Yeah. After their whole day. And yet it seems like it's really late when they get back because they they go to the bar. Oh but yeah. But that's all by choice. Dwight and Ryan didn't have to go to the bar and get drunk. It's and also, who drove? Yeah, that's a good question. The temp or Ryan? <laughs> Probably Dwight, because it's his car. Um, and it's 5.20 by the time Michael leaves and when Jim calls, because mm. he is thinking that he could just go through the system, that Pam would already be gone. So That's why he's calling late. Yeah. So he wouldn't have to talk to Pam even for a second. I bet it's around 6.30 when they get back poor pam jan's just like here make this log which is extra work or whatever but she doesn't even feel comfortable enough to just be like and then what happened after that i'd be like i don't know i went home yeah because i don't have to stay here as late as michael just so i I can write a log for you just so i can make sure he wakes up yeah and uh you know he made a good sale that day but if it's an hour by hour log they're looking for i feel like maybe he should have made more than one sale that day i know big sale though apparently yeah he always does that. Yeah. So Michael makes sales too? He doesn't get commission. Maybe he just gets people calling in who need paper. Because I feel that's more a likely story than, you know, you're calling companies and you're like, hey, do you need paper? No, we have a lot. And like, you know, instead, yeah. like when people run out of paper, they're like, hmm, guess we should call them. And it would go to the manager, you know? Maybe. I don't know. I guess so. And then he makes Cosby impressions and you're like, I, I like the cut of this guy's jib. I'm going to buy paper. Yeah, I for guess. For higher prices. I guess. Because <laughs> I love that that uh, personal touch of this insane person that's that's <laughs> like cracked out on sugar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like your enthusiasm. I'm going to buy one million papers. <laughs> so divide that by rooms and then multiply it by the cost. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he makes sales. I don't know how he makes so many good sales, too. Mm-hmm. But They have to show why he's not being fired yet. Exactly. But you should never, ever sleep with your boss. Good thing we only got to second base. Yeah, I'm sure that was Michael's choice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's talk about cracking open a cold open and then go into characters. Okay, so... In the cracking open a cold open. (laughs) For some reason, that's so hard for me to say. Um, There's a lot of riddles happening. Oh, yeah. Which 
Dwight calls brain teasers. Yeah. Which I guess they riddles tease your brain. Yeah. They're like, eh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> can't figure me out. And I feel the thing about riddles or brain teasers is that there is a specific answer that the the riddler, if you will, is looking for. But any there's a, a lot of different answers that could be the real answer. The Batman villain, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Are there a lot of answers? That could oh, be the, the answer? Joker. No, the Riddler. Oh. <laughs> Jim Carrey portrayed him. And so did... Uh, Heath Ledger. Something Gorsuch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the old 60s one. Um. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? Oh, so you think there's more than one answer for these? I think that's the thing about riddles is that you're looking for a specific answer, but that's why it's so frustrating. It's that it could be a multiple... There could be multiple things. Yeah. I just, it would just be so bad if you were a surgeon and then they brought in the person and you're like, I can't operate them on, on them. They're my son. They're like, did, did you not see the file? <laughs> you have to. Yeah. There's no other surgeon here. Your kid's going to die. <laughs> I don't care if you're a woman. Just do it. <laughs> this is what we get for getting a female surgeon. <laughs> Who would ever even heard of that? so yeah the whole premise of that one is if you're thinking like doctor or surgeon you're thinking male right Mm -hmm. that's the only way it works i'm shaking my head (laughs) up and down weirdly (laughs) yeah so so there's four riddles um the nickel the polar bear the surgeon and the block of ice yeah that's what i call them too um and this is kind of kicking off the special bond between Dwight and Ryan. I mean, it's like setting the tone for their whole episode because Dwight thinks that he has these really elaborate riddles Mm -hmm. and Ryan's just not into it. Ryan's kind of street smart or something. He's younger. He just heard all these riddles. You like hear riddles a lot when you're a kid. You know, have people show you things and then not let you take them. Exactly. He was in a frat, so he knows about this. Yeah, he knows about initiations. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amazing. that's the name of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not go over the riddles, but what do you think about this cold open? I really like it. Me too. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um. All right, characters? Yeah, let's talk about our characters in Do You Think the World is Crawling with Phyllis's? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Is she even in this episode? <laughs> I feel like we Who's need more Phyllis? Phyllises in this world. Oh, she is. She tries to cut in line. <gasps> With Bob Vance, Vance mm-hmm. Refrigeration. See, she's always trying to ride the coattails of Bob Vance. Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Refrigeration. Yeah. Have you, did we talk about that theory about Bob Vance? I think so. Bob, Bob Vance. Bob Vance. That the, the, he keeps saying his name of his business all the time because he knows it's going to be in a documentary. Oh. So he's like promoting it constantly. Okay. He it wouldn't actually do that if it weren't on film. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe we didn't talk about that. Or maybe we did. Did we Either just way. talk about it? Yes. Oh, okay. Vob Bance. Yeah. So Ryan's very excited, but not extremely excited to go on the sales call. And eventually he's not excited at all. <laughs> Pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think him and Dwight are going to be best friends. Good thing Moe's is still there. Yeah. Although he does seem like a kind of a second option, which is kind of sad for most. Most. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were Ryan, I would love to be on a beet farm for the day 
didn't it look so nice to be outside in mm-hmm. the sun planting seeds? Yeah. I mean, maybe not with Dwight specifically, but it would be really cool to hang out on the farm. Plus, Dwight planted his seed in him, which <laughs> must have been nice. I don't think you know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. K- Kelly is coming up to Michael and rapping about cupcakes or talking about rapping about cupcakes and then they're talking about the Chronicles of Narnia, which in just a few episodes is going to be the basis of Michael's uh, Michael and Dwight's welcome video for the Stamford oh. branch. The, oh, I didn't even think about that. The chrono- uh, what was it called? Lazy Scranton. But in Sitting this one, in it's... in my office with a pa- plate grilled of grilled bacon. bacon. Yeah. Call my man Dwight to just to see what's shaking. shaking. I feel like and this one, he doesn't know what she's talking about. But maybe it's because she's so bad at telling stories. Yeah, and he's really focused on Pretzel Day. He yeah. doesn't really want to hear what she has to say. He's watching like a hawk that wants a pretzel. Yeah, exactly. Watching. Yeah. Um. So what else do you have? Who else do we got here? Angela sticks up for Dwight and shows her admiration for him, thinking that he could protect Ryan. Yeah, wasn't that... An interesting um, back and forth between Angela and Kelly. Yeah. Because it Kelly doesn't know that Angela is Dwight's lover. But it's kind of surprising that she didn't Pick get up a on hint that. on this yeah. one. Because that's, like, that's the main way Kelly is smart, yeah. is figuring out relationships. Yeah. I mean, not I her own. I thought that too. Yeah. Maybe that's not her superpower after <laughs> all. <laughs> but yeah, because... Angela says, you're a freak when she says Dwight's a freak. Yeah, although I feel like that's something that Kelly would be used to hearing. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Um, Carol is mentioned in this episode. Michael's still girlfriend. They had sex, apparently. Yeah, last night at the condo. Gross. Yep, that is disgusting. (laughs) Um, Jan doesn't like it either. She doesn't, so when she asks Pam um, to do the log of michael's activities she says i'm great yeah without being asked yeah which i feel like is protesting so too much yeah but are you supposed to think jan is being uh bad in this episode because i i think jan's doing a good job of the way that michael's acting is so terrible and jan's i guess reacting in the way she can like Michael's a bad boss in most ways. So she's trying to get some evidence of like if he actually works. But yeah. she oversees that branch. I know. So it just, it doesn't seem like that's, uh, I mean, that's a bad, seems like a petty thing to ask. But when you ask, what did you do yesterday? And and they tell you what Michael tells her about having sex with their girlfriend. That's not okay. I think no. Jan's pretty good that she's keeps it together so much and doesn't just go like i would be way more mad than she is or like write him up or something yeah like it's like uh it's like pam said usually jan treats him like a 10 year old now she's treating him like a six-year-old or whatever five five-year-old so i don't know at what point do you get some sort of disciplinary disciplinary action or whatever mm-hmm. and she's Writing reports about him, I think, at this point. We find yeah. out later. True. But that's it for Jan. Apparently, she's going to read these logs and show them to corporate. What, what about, I mean, the Jim, Karen, Andy subplot is really light. I, I don't think we've ever had a 
a plot. <laughs> Maybe we have, but it's a very light plot. Very light plot. And I guess the best thing about it is we get to see Andy singing his acapella. And I just, I really like Andy in this episode. The way, yeah. Like, <laughs> the way he gets, uh, like, I am acting my heart out here. Cause later yeah. on, he does think he's an actor. And, and we get some more Karen smiles at Jim when he sits down in the chair and scoots his little booty around. Yeah. And can you imagine if you're, Life was so boring to just have Andy as a coworker, and now finally you have somebody who's actually funny and can make fun of Andy with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is a great plot, and it's kind of put in contrast when Jim talks to Pam because you, the whole episode you're like, oh, finally Jim and Karen are really hitting it off, and this is so cute, and then mm-hmm. you kind of feel bad for Pam, but you're like. Well, you kind of put yourself in that situation. Then they start talking and you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is what they're missing. Finally talking to Beasley. Yeah. And Pam gets to talk about her life a little more. So we learn more about what's happening with Pam. She has a new apartment yeah. by herself. Yeah. And this gives Jim some hope because mm-hmm. he knows now that she's definitely over Roy. Yeah. She's like only one bedroom, one bathroom. And then he's like, how, how big's the bed? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I'm asking, really tall. I'm asking. really tall. So <laughs> Yeah, full-size bed and my feet are going to be hanging over the end, which yeah. I like. Yeah. It's fine. So don't worry, but yeah. just wondering. Just, yeah. Just want to know where my feet are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they they really do hit it off better. And Pam takes the initiation to just start talking Starts talking about how things are going there, even though he didn't ask, which gets the ball rolling, and then they're hitting it off. Yeah. They do have good chemistry. Yeah, they do. Well, All right, who do, who else do we have? Well, the only other thing I noticed was about Ryan, and okay. he really wants to learn about making a sale, and Dwight actually has some really good advice. For example, what he learned from Michael, which is kiss, keep it simple stupid mm-hmm. um and ryan is really trying to learn so he is writing scribbling everything down finally once he gets through all of the hazing or the initiation part of it um and gets to the actual good advice but as they're leaving the failed sales mission uh dwight talks about how everything's being taken over by the internet mm-hmm. and it just made me think okay this is the first beat seed that has been planted in ryan's head about the internet because he's gonna use that to i don't know take over the company eventually go to jail so wow yeah the beat seed has been planted by dwight i mean ryan might already know that stuff yeah i mean he does but yeah that's a good point and he's not good at making sales like that but he builds a system that can make more sales than dwight almost in one day yeah exactly you know even if they're fake the keep it simple stupid is uh oh it's a backronym what does that mean what's a backronym is it b-a-c-k yeah well anyway it's a design principle noted by the u.s navy in 1960 oh most it's a principle that states most systems work best if they are kept simple rather than made complicated therefore simplicity should be a key goal in design Maybe it's um, when it's a word 
and also an acronym. I think it's probably a word that you made around an acronym, kind oh, of. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Like you like, changed backwards. what you said to make it a, a word. Like, I think that's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> like bills in the senate and stuff yeah like the el chapo bill which is also which is about like seizing assets but like happens to sell out spell out el chapo who they're trying to seize the assets of yeah which is given to an intern like hey we want the bill to make this so put a bunch of words in here that make it spell out el chapo yeah so it's an acronym deliberately formed from a phrase whose initial letters spell out a particular word or words either to create a memorable name or as a fanciful explanation of the word's origin nice guess yeah cool we did it and lastly we learn a lot about dwight we might have mentioned some of that stuff already but he wants to recruit ryan into the dwight army of champions he lives on shroot farm he has a cousin mose who's his cousin who lives there is this the first time we're at shroot farms absolutely it is and he says that it Moe's will always be his best friend. Unless things work out with Ryan, and then he won't hang out with Moe so much anymore. So there's a little bit of discontent there in the family. I really like Moe's, um, maybe his only line where he says, Bye, Ryan. He seemed nice. <laughs> it's like Moe's doesn't meet anybody. Where's all the animals? Yeah. Or the thing he whittled. <laughs> Which is like a really, you know, like, uh, you see that in like really primitive, like, <laughs> ancient things that they find <laughs> in the ground where they're like the huge breasts because it's like <laughs> a sign of fertility like and wealth <laughs> early pornography <laughs> yeah oh, Mose. it's funny that Mose <laughs> felt bad about that even though dwight should have felt bad he knew everything it seems like he just like Mose wasn't Mose's plan <laughs> <laughs> i know he seemed nice um okay i think that's it that's it well except for dundies Oh, I did want to say that Jim's was increasing to his sedentary lifestyle by not getting up all day. Yeah, that's true. Sedimentary lifestyle. Oh, no. We're going to get into safety training pretty soon. Yeah. He should take a break, stand up, stretch his legs at least every uh, 10 minutes out of every hour. (laughs) That's like every 40 minutes out of every hour. Take them at the (laughs) same time. Wait. For Pam, I wrote down 90. What could I have meant? She's 90 years old. That's it. In this episode, we found out that <laughs> Pam is 90 years old. And she's her own grandma. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to mention something from an email we got. We've got some important intel that was shared with us. That someone named Annie was on the subway with David Wallace yesterday. And she didn't say anything or ask him for a picture. So what are oh. we supposed? What are we going to do about this? Who's Annie. Annie is the sister of Scott, oh, our listener. Well, wow. How do they know that it was really David Wallace? Yeah, it looked like him. <laughs> I asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have taken a picture. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. I understand. Should I have mean, asked him for an investment opportunity and to suck it. And also, like, he's had a documentary crew like in his face for the past what 10 years you don't need to ask for a picture he's tired of that cameras in his face all the time the character (laughs) (laughs) no those are just the people filming the show oh Uh, okay i okay that was a thing i used to always say when people when i was like i think i saw this person yesterday because 
they were wearing a shirt from their favorite band and i saw them and they were walking into that place also they had the same face (laughs) that's how i knew it was them (laughs) facial recognition goes a long way yeah so anyway thanks for emailing scott and great scott and uh and annie you'll get them next time (laughs) Um, next time we see davis wallace out and about yep so let's do our dundies and our ratings for the dundee do you want to go first okay i'm gonna give it to stanley it's the best day of his year that's a good one i'm gonna give the dundee it's called 364 days till the next pretzel day (laughs) hang in there buddy to you, you Stanley, from me, Prison Mike. <laughs> um, my Dundee is going to Ryan because he's mm. not the temp anymore. He's Ryan, and he earned Ryan, that title. Yeah, Ryan. Well, well, drinking a drop shot. I don't know what it was. Saki bomb or a boiler maker. Proving bear. F-er. What? <laughs> What's that? Oh, that's like light beer and orange juice with a drop shot of rum. Oh, okay. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, okay. Did I tell you I was getting a sake bomb at a, a sushi restaurant in the middle of the day during their lunch special? <laughs> and uh, and I was asking what's in a sake bomb, and they told me sake and beer. And then they're like, do you want the whole thing, the whole setup? And I was like, what's that? And they're like, we'll bring out chopsticks. And oh, you can yeah. put the shot on there, and you can say sake, sake, sake. Pound the <laughs> table, and then it'll fall in that you can chug it. And I just like look around, and I'm the only person in this restaurant, and it's 1 p.m. And I'm like, sake, sake, sake. Uh, I think I'll just sip it. And then they're like, they're like, okay, well, maybe this way you could just drop it in gently. That way it doesn't splash everywhere. And I'm like, okay. And then they came back, and I was like, I just poured it in because cause I'm the only person. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like well, can you myself. just say sake, sake, sake? Can you imagine if I was just there by myself? Sake, <laughs> sake, sake. Another round of sake <laughs> for me. Sake bomb. <laughs> on me. Next round's on me. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you cleaning up? Yeah. Um, oh, man. I would have loved to see that. And let's do our rating at the same time. Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Pretzel, pretzel day. day. It has to be. It has to be. else that it can be. It has to be pretzel day. It's pretzel day. What is that? Out of seven? It's uh, six. six. Yeah. It's a great episode. Yeah. I love this episode. It's pretzel day. It is. And the next time that we're going to be giving this rating is going to be in 364 more episodes. So, oh. Yeah. That's a lot. Are we going to give the episode Beach Day Beach Day? Uh, yes. Left. We'll <laughs> so those episodes, it's just like, well, sorry. That's <laughs> what we do. This just sucks. <laughs> Stinks. Mm. We'll have to see. Are we going to give the episode with Garbage the Cat that one? No. I'm pretty sure we didn't give the... Wait. Absolutely I do? Did we do that? I think we added that on after. Because that is from season one. We added on Absolutely I Do after season one, so... Good, because I don't think that episode deserved Absolutely I Do. No, but that specific moment does. But I actually do genuinely think this episode deserves Pretzel Day or Beach Day. And it's getting Pretzel Day because it is Pretzel Day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I didn't think about it that hard. (laughs) Yeah, neither did I. I just knew it was by default, but still, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Go to the Finer Things Club on Facebook. Check out the A5 Podcast on Instagram. Email us at the A5 Podcast at gmail.com. Especially if you see David Wallace. Yeah. Uh, get a picture with him. Tell him about the podcast. 
And then tune into our live stream of David Wallace. Oh, another one of our listeners told somebody about the podcast. Meredith. Meredith. Meredith Palmer does know about our podcast. Has she listened? Probably not. But that's okay. That's you okay. have. Yeah. I mean, we'd love it if anybody would listen. It does, you don't have to be famous. You just have to have... Room in your heart. Yeah. No full hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and no angels. And no buts about it. Um, uh, it's pretzel day. That's right. I go to a job for which I get paid too little. Sleep in a bed that's too small. Oh. Drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive. But on pretzel day. Well, I like pretzel day. All right. Goodbye. Bye. We did it. Woo. This is a podcast called The Off Five. Hey, are you still watching The Office? Specifically, The Initiation, episode five of season three. The Initiation. Hi, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. This episode came out in date 19. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, there's a month there. 2006. I thought you were going to say 1996. Oh, I don't know what month it was. What month were we in before? October. So it's probably November. <gasps> Actually, maybe it's still October. October 19th, 2006. That sounds right to me. Okay. Let's do a segment called Crack Open a Cold One. Crack Open a Cold Open? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <sighs> <laughs> okay, sure. We can start with that. We've got Dwight, and he's giving some brain teasers. To yeah. our friend Ryan Howard, the temp. Like to say riddles. Do you have any riddles? Uh, no. I do, but I don't think you'll get it. Okay. Well, try me. Okay. So, it's because of the delivery. I can't do a good <laughs> delivery. I'll come back to it. Okay. Okay. Well, a man has two coins and it's a polar One's bear. a nickel. <laughs> and there's one that's about the doctor mom. Oh, yeah. It, it, that one relies heavily on sexism. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's one about a guy who uh, hangs himself with ice. You know that one? Because he says, he says the first couple. Then the next one, he just, Ryan's able to finish them before Dwight even finishes saying them. Yeah. Um, the polar bear one, which I don't know, but he knows it. So I think we're off to a really bad start. Yeah, we, we really are. <laughs> we really, okay, let's just start completely, completely stopped. <laughs> okay. Okay, we can't start without a segment. No, that's, no. Okay. Okay, what segment do we start with? Uh, usually Wikipedia. Okay, that's what I thought. Just making sure. Just testing you. Okay. <clears throat> welcome to the off five. Hi. Uh, welcome. To, uh, because. <laughs> okay, start over. Okay. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Okay. 